I want to thank again Tyra and, and Elliot for opening uh, the home for the Shia. There should be only simcha, nachas, nefus, and yeshuas for them and for all of us. We should meet Shem only simchas together. Amen. We're on page Ayin Dalit in the Ravi Mishkan Evne. Ayin Sadik Vav on the bottom of the page. Page Ayin Dalit. Look on with somebody. If you don't have the cipher. Really, the author, the Machaber, the Tzaddik, is sort of going through the homework together with us. But it can't replace or be a substitute for our trying to work on these things in between the shiurim. And he's really, he's really trying to help us on a very, very practical level. So this part we're working on strengthening our our connection to Hashem our tzedekis to Hashem through our belief and our living with Hashkochah practice, Hashem's involvement in our lives. And there isn't anything here that's new or different. It's just how to practically, to practically apply it, not just to our lives bechlal, but namish minute by minute, and how, and how our lives can be dramatically changed because of this. Those of you, some have mentioned to me how they're, how you're trying to apply it, and it, and it, even, even with the, the, the difficulties that we have in our time is making a a real hishtadlis in, in Avaida, that those who are trying to apply this approach to to their lives, they already feel a tremendous, tremendous difference. And it's it's just a matter of really taking a little bit of time and trying to go over and to review and to write down some notes and to apply each each on our each one of us on our own level to try to live this way. So he's continuing on page Ayin Dal on the bottom. A person should continue and should should think about this to be misboyneim The house that I'm now that I'm now living in that I'm now in. A person is living. Who was it that who was it that decided that I should live in this place? Maybe it's me. I went through a lot of, I went through a lot of ads in the newspaper. I checked in all the bakeries and all the butchers. It must be that it's me. And I was, I was Kaveya. I was the one who decided that I would live in this place. And I, I saw many other places. I went, I went to many places until I finally liked this one. And I chose this one. In the end, I like this deer. And it's a funny thing for one person, a place that that person thinks, it's like that you see with a, with a, a chasn and kala, that, 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 that Baruch Hashem, when there's a right zivik, so that chasn and kala seeing each other like, you know, the most beautiful, beautiful uh, couple, and they should always see that. Same thing when it comes to a deer, when it comes to a place where a person lives. So one person can walk into some place and think, oh my goodness, how do they end up here? What happened? You know, like, how, how, how do they fall in? And you see, like it could even be like, like a you know, a two million dollar house, and you think I wouldn't, I wouldn't live here if somebody paid me two million dollars. It's just a strange place. And I remember I once had to speak someplace in a different state. I'm not even going to hint which part of the country it was in, and no one should get hurt. Uh, anybody would ever if, would hear this thing. And it was on a Friday night, and my wife were going to this place. They took us, the family I was staying with, and they walked us to this place, and and uh, and I felt like it was like some horror movie. 
the, it was so dark and depressing, and there were weird like statues and things. I felt like it was you know, like from one of these like you know, you know like the, we have these knights in armor that start moving in the middle of the movie. <laughs> It was a creepy place. I'm thinking a Friday night, and I'm trying to talk, and I, I see all these funny things, and 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 the people there, like they must have been so proud that this is like this is the house, this is the house, right? So anybody, it's like you know, you're in the business. So you know what? But isn't it true? isn't it true that one person has a certain thing for that house, and another person looks at that and says, what? And I just can't even look at this place. It's such an interesting thing how there's a mitzvah chain that one house has a chain by a person that another place, uh, it's an interesting thing, because I'll say that. So a person thinks, I need so my I was the one that went looking, I went searching, until I found this place, and I like this place, and I decided to have this place. Hashem HaKadosh Kavazais. Or, is it something that Hashem was Kaveh? Like, why did Hashem open in my eyes a certain to have a certain feeling of, an, of attraction to this house? But to this place, to this neighborhood, like why did that happen? Chazal say, by the way, it's not only, you know, it's not only a, a zivug of a husband and wife, but Bas Kal Yaitzis and is dear planes to plane. You might not be familiar with that. It's not as famous, and it's not, you know, they don't have Shabbat Brachas Tarehs that go for that. But why is it that a person lives in a certain place? So there's a Bas Kal, there's a voice from heaven that proclaims. Dira point is the point. This place in the world, this spot on earth, this little apartment. You ever drive like you drive by? Okay, Jews can't live in certain places. It's hard for us. But, you know, we have to have we have to have our chevron and shul and, and, and mix and everything. But I, I, I always think about this, and I'm driving someplace like in the mountains. I'm not even talking about. I've never been to faraway places really. Just I go to an airport. I go I go to the shul and I come back. I've never been like where people live in, in, in like in North Dakota or Hawaii. <laughs> Montana, these places. But when I'm driving, even when I'm driving upstate, and you go past a little step, you know, and you have like these places where there are a few houses, and you're saying, well, how, did, how did this guy end up over here? Like, why, why was he, what's he doing over here? Like, what was Mamshik, his family, you know, 80 years ago to, to you know, to, to set up shop in Calicoon or something? Like, what was the, what was the Indian? What was the original Indian? So, so Chazal or Megalatas, Chazal revealed to us that there's a Baal's call that says, that the same way that it was from the beginning of time, that the Vayneshul wanted that this husband, this Kala, this husband, this wife, there's a Baal's call that says that this person needs to be in this place. In this place, Mamish. It's an amazing thing. But why am I living? Why am I in this place? And even if a person feels, Ugh, it's only the day ever, I didn't really want to live in this house, I can't afford the other house, I'd rather live in the other house. It, Everything, everything is Bashgacha protest, why you couldn't afford that other place, why you had to be in that place, and all the tikkunim, all the, the things that have to be done in your life and to repair the things that, that are in that particular place on the Rani Shalom's planet, for you to make those brachas and to say those amens, for you to, for you to say those words of Torah and Tefillah, for you, Davka, to be Mizgabra on your kas, in that place, it's all very, very deep things that are going on. Why you ended up in that place, Davke? So he says, "The kach adam chayshim is bainim atzma." A person has to think about these things. Now, so who who decided I was going to live here? Was it me or was it the Rishlaim? So a person thinks, "Should the sichlei zebar of yadula should they be chazal emes?" So a person stops and says, "Well, of course, if chazal say that uh, that Hashem decided I should live here, then it's got to be true." Chazal telling the truth. So if if chazal 
the Chazal are, are telling me that I'm living here because of Hashem's decision that I live here, I, I believe that. Ella Shereishis Besichlai the first thing is, even though we know it that it's true and that and that Hashem told us where we're going to live, but we don't think about that a lot. We don't really think about it while we're living in the house. How many of us ever think that there's such a rotz in Hashem that I'd be davke in this place? I mean, to think we don't think about it stam on a regular basis. It's something that we remember and it's tucked away in our brains, like we know we heard this chazal. You have a chazal that says that, that, that this dira, that this belongs to me, and Hashem, Hashem wanted me to be at this time in my life in this place. <clears throat> and, and sometimes then a person begins to think, maybe I'm supposed to leave this place, or there's a hergish that a Jew has that it's time for me that I just sell. And, and, and uh, many times a person will go, and the tzaddik will say, and he ask, somebody was just telling me that he was by, he was by Rebchem Kanievsky, so the Zonzayin ben Ebrak, and he was, and he asked Reb Chaim, you know, should he asked Reb Chaim, should I, I have this this thought about coming to Eretz Yisrael? Should, should I come to Eretz Yisrael? It's a very big question. It's playing on many of our minds when and how and what. And so yes, Reb Chaim, Reb Chaim said, you'll know when you have to go. You'll know. So you could say, what kind of an answer is that? I'll know. I don't know. So you'll know. <laughs> you'll know when you'll know when it's time to go. Whatever that means. But all of these things of Hashgacha brought this mamish in a person's life. So the problem is, like many of these things, same thing when it comes to a husband or wife, that a person, uh, plenty, plenty, there, there, I got a call from, I got a call from a, a, a young woman also not in this state, a different place, yesterday, and, and they're having some hard times with, 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 uh, with two children. It's difficult. And, and she said that she feels that her husband doesn't feel, that her husband, that her husband doesn't believe anymore that they're bashed for each other. The hus- this husband and wife. That she feels this in her, in her husband because if they have service like this with the children, he's losing his belief that they're supposed to be together. And she feels that in, 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 in their relationship, that he no longer believes that this, that, that he thinks that, that she was that name that was, you know, written up on the blackboard of Hashem together with him. And it's a very, very bitter, terrible, terrible, terrible feeling to have. Terrible. And I was talking to my Rikas about that. And, you know, and, and I asked to speak to him about it. Such a machshavah. So a person knows that there's a, that there's a chazal, and there's a baskal, and there's a voice. But it's something that they know. And it's like a, it's like a lot of the little things that you store away in your brain. Zayisvayit, not only that. Shemekevin shemachshavta, ena masma lachshavakach. It's the same thing when it comes to the deer where you live, and it's the same thing that if, that if Hashem is, Hashem's work has given you a, a, a husband, a wife, that a person sits, and he, even though he, he lives in that house, and that's his husband, that's her husband, that's his wife, but they don't think about the boss call. They don't think about it. Again, they say about the chasna, and that whole week everybody's saying about this, and saying the boss call, and, and this, what a match, what a match. But the nature of life is that after the Shabbat Brachas, and things just settle into the, you know, into the day-to-day life and routine, then a person doesn't walk, the, the average person doesn't walk into his house, you have to work thinking, oh yeah, I can still hear that boss call, that voice, <laughs> and it's telling me that this is my, this is the designated one for me, from Bereshis that Hashem has given me, without difficulties, without happiness, this is the only, only Mitzis in my life, and 
if, if we would live that way, it would be a, it would be a different life. It would be altogether a different life, a different way of looking at at, at, at the situation in the house, and all the, and including the difficulties like this person that was having, this young couple, or whatever it might be that that how is it the you know my that my wife that you know she doesn't put away the dishes like the other person's wife puts away the dishes. So how come my husband doesn't make as much money as uh, Pliny, this other guy makes? So all of these. All of these fakes and all these caches and difficulties that, that cause an erosion of a relationship, even though each of those know that there's a chazal that says, pass plan the plane, that Hashem wanted the two of you to be together and to work out these in But that's how it is in life. A person doesn't think about it. In And the heart doesn't feel it. Even though he knows, he'll quote the chazal. Yeah, I'm supposed to be, Hashem wants me to be in this place. Hashem wants me to be with this person. But he, he doesn't feel it. He just says it, and he knows it, but he doesn't feel it. When it comes to buying a place, even though you know the Chazal, you know that Hashem is in charge of these things, and it's a very big thing in Hashem's eyes where a person lives, still, you feel that you were the one that made this choice. You were the one that made this choice, and that you were the one that picked out this house. He says, so even though intellectually a person a person knows the Chazal, still in his mind, you know, in his mind, what he thinks about is is that this was my choice of a house, this was my choice of a, of a husband, my choice of a wife. Even though he knows the truth that it's from Hashem, he doesn't think about this a lot. And the second, I'm just reviewing, it should be believe He doesn't feel it in his heart. He doesn't feel this this truth. He just knows about it, but he doesn't feel that this is true, that it's all from Hashem, that it's mamish the rotz Hashem, that this person in this place at this time of your life. So a person must decide, a person decides to think about this deeply and other details in his life. So the first thing we have to try to fix, we have to work on, we have to repair, is what? Is that we try to think about this often. We don't, we don't just tuck it away in, 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 in our memory banks as something which we know is true, but we try to think about it. This reality that my place where I am is not at all what I was convey. It's not the place that I chose. I think that I chose it, but really it's Hashem's choice. And this person that I that I'm with, this person that I'm with, it's a hundred percent, a hundred percent that zivuk that the Baruch wants me to. I'm not talking God forbid of this tsaris that are. Something that that's this terribly destructive. I mean, every situation is different, but on the, but regular people. So that this that lefachis at least this this thought should be something which is alive on a regular basis in a person's mind and heart. And by and by thinking about this from time to time and making this a part of one's consciousness, laat laat. And not when it's just busy and crazy and, and you have a lot of things in your mind and you just have this thought, oh, to remember. But but to take some time, a minute or two when it's quiet and to think about it and to be misbinding in that. It's so hard for us. We're not used to, we're not used to doing that. 
but to think in a quiet moment. And at at yitlo to advar slowly, slowly, this reality becomes absorbed within one's way of feeling and thinking. That what? That that this is mamish, not my choice. It's the Shalom's choice. And he was the one that was kaveya. He was the one that that wanted this and and that he directed my heart and my mind in, in this way, that I should be in this place at this time. And your heart slowly begins to feel this. The first thing is to take control of our thoughts and to try to think about this on a regular basis. Zeis Vaidi continues, In addition to thinking about it, It's not enough just to think. Now, here for a little bit, for a page or two, that the tzaddik is going to talk about the importance of speaking. Of not just thinking about these things, but actually verbalizing them. It's it's so important, it's so important, it, the Svarmak talk about this so much, that not just having positive thoughts, or good thoughts, or true thoughts, but actually saying them mamish. It doesn't have to be said in a way that other people are hearing it, but that a person should be in the habit of constantly saying those things, saying those things that are true, constantly saying those things. As kol says, as kol what he's thinking, and the person should repeat many times these words of faith, of belief, even though it's hard for him. Now, it's even on the beginning, it's more like you're trying to convince yourself, but by saying those words of emuna over and over again. Hashem made us, as he's going to explain, in such a way where the diburim, where the words, have a huge effect over time, where it chips away at the at the blockages that are obstructing the passageways to the heart, and it's a bit like slowly, slowly it becomes mamish something which is felt and clear. And a person day after day. In the course of a regular day, which we'll give examples of, which we already spoke a little bit, he talks more, he should review these things. All different details. With patience. And to say over slowly. This has a tremendous impact on a person. And he says in parentheses, There are two ways to speak. There are two general styles of speaking when it comes to these things. One way is to speak indirectly, to say that Hashem is the one who has chosen this place. Hashem is the one who directed my attention to this item on the shelf, to this uh, to this chair, this couch, even this 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 Danish in the store. This Hashem is the one who is who is who is directing these things to speak in. To speak about Hashem, Lashon Nistar. HaKadosh Baruch Hashem. That's one way. There's a more effective way, of course, than that. To speak to Hashem, not about Hashem. It's much, much, much more powerful to speak to Hashem and to say, You, may your name be blessed. You were the one that was Kaveya, my, my spouse, my Zivug. And my place to live. You were the one. Not to speak about Hashem. Hashem did this, Hashem did that. But you, you are the one. Only you. This has an unbelievable kayach to bring a moon into a person and to change a person's entire attitude by saying these words. 
in English, you were the one that, that, that you gave me this zivik and this place. Directly. Obviously, this has a great advantage over speaking about Hashem. Because the second way of speaking is the tachlis of our lives. The tachlis of our lives is living with Hashem. As we were talking about the first chalik of the Seifa. Living with Hashem. With Him. Not a life about God. My life is about Hashem. But being with Hashem. It's a whole different davening. When a person's amunah is about God or it's with God. It's a whole different way of, of, of davening. It's a whole different way of learning. It's a whole different way of, of doing mitzvahs. Could you ask Hashem what you should do now? Is that too much? You could ask Hashem to illuminate our eyes and to help us understand and to show us and to help me see what I should be doing. Right? So a person a person has to this is the tachlis of our lives is living in this in this ongoing relationship with the Gushbaru. Ulam, Mishaata Bitchilas Avadasa. However it happens sometimes. There's a way to be misakin that I don't remember them. We'll see what happens. However, if you're at the beginning of your if you're at the beginning of this avaida, a lot of times it's very uncomfortable for you. It's very uncomfortable for you. There are sometimes there are chasanim and kalas, especially the ones that are very tsanua and they didn't, you know, they didn't grow up. With the you know the boy and girl thing, so they they write me as they can they come and, and we're talking, and and it's always refreshing when I see that that they're sitting and talking and you know they they never look at each other, or they speak without even saying the other one's name, and they say well he, he would like to live uh, in that place and she would like to live in that place, and they're not saying uh, by name you know Yankala Sarala they they say everything is indirect which is which is a good, beautiful simon by Chasnakala of Tznias. But if you have a couple that's married 12 years and they come in, and I, and I have this all the time, also Kaseda, and I'll always say to Chasnakala, I never tell them to speak any other way. That's, they, they should, they should, there should be a distance between them. That's Tznias. But when you have a couple that's married, and, 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 uh, and he's talking, says, well, she said this and she said that, and, he, and then she starts talking, he said this and he said that, I said, I think after all these years, you would be able to know each other by name and to refer to each other. And you could see that they don't even make proper eye contact. It comes out in about 30 seconds when a couple sits down. You could see how they're talking that the that this, so it's not fun about fun. And like we were learning at the Sugi list, yes, some of you were there after Pesach, every Shabbos, we were learning that in you. It's not fun about fun. It's not, they're not facing each other. It's a, a little bit like a look. It's not really, it's not really fun about fun. And and they don't speak in a way that's neichach. That they speak about what the other one wants. And when you have a relationship that's about the other person and not with the other person, it's not so much fun. It's not so nice. It's not such a. You don't get a chiz from that. It's very very hard. And a person for that husband who's in that way when he's at work and there's and there's uh, an attractive lady there. If he doesn't live in a relationship with his wife, but it's only about being married, it's very, very hard that he should have enough he should have enough of a kayak not not to do, not to look the wrong way or think the wrong thoughts. And and it goes like that with, with women also, that a, a person 
a person whose relationship who doesn't live with but only who's it's about that person so it's very very hard so Hashem's Baruch wants us that we should live all of our lives with him therefore there's a tremendous mila there's a tremendous advantage tremendous tremendous advantage to speaking in such a way not Hashem is the one who wanted me to be in this marriage. Hashem is the one who put me in this. Hashem is the one. But to, but to speak, you, HaKadosh, but you, Hashem is Baruch. And to use affectionate and warm and personal words with Hashem is Baruch, like our, like our, like our ancestors did, our, our Babis and our Zaydis, not like, you know, Almighty. You know when rabbis use that word, Almighty? Like, who wants to be, who wants to be friends with Almighty? You know, what I, mean? you know what I mean? That's like, that was like a popular word to call God Almighty. Like, wow. You know, it's impressive, but it's not like, uh, you know, it's not like it, it, you want to be friends with Almighty. So, a person should start to to get used to talking in a way, words that are words that are warm and affectionate and direct. Same thing, a husband and wife, family members to speak to each other, to each other. This, this itself is a big, big sogi that we were talking a lot about last year, that it shouldn't be, God forbid, it shouldn't be got to be a relationship of back to back, but it should be panamel panam. But but what he's saying at the end of this page is that sometimes at the beginning, if you haven't yet done any of this and you're not you're not yet comfortable with Hashem in such a way to to, to constantly be talking to Him, so at least at least at least it's a beginning to speak about Him. That's, it, that's good. At least you're at least you're getting into the parsha to speak about Him, and that that's. That, that's also that's also because so if it's still hard for you then speak in the beginning then you could use an indirect way of speaking to Hashem page Ayinvav and so a person should speak about about things in his life with great with all the details what he's thinking. So, see, here's this, this example that we were just learning. Everybody knows that there's a baskal. Right, maybe some of you didn't hear that there's a baskal, there's a voice from Shemaim about where to live. That could be that's news. But everybody knows that there's a baskal about who you're married to. And there's a baskal for those who are not married, there's a baskal for them to get married, there's Hashem. And everybody knows those things, but to speak it out and to say it to the Rabbi Shalom, and Rabbi Shalom, you have you have made such a there is such a person. I'm talking about someone who's not married yet. And Rabbi Shalom, please show this to me and, and bring this person to me. And when a, when a husband and wife with a husband and wife, also it's not enough just to know about this, but to speak about it and to Hashem regarding all of the, those chazals that a person knows. Now part of this I guess so, I'm sorry to those people There was a mice I remember once and Shmuel told me what to do I don't remember yeah. So So not only, there's another technique that he, he, what's important here in this part, every teacher knows this also. Anybody that's ever taught, or, or everybody, anybody that's, whether it's your own children or other children, every teacher knows that a good teacher will always work through the wrong answers before you get to the right answer, yeah? It's a very important thing. 
you know, we see that like in the Haggadah. So in, in the night of Pesach, which is a big, big night of education, the whole night of Pesach is Chinuch. So, Michiloy, if you have how you That's the wrong answer. The wrong answer is, in the, in the beginning, our ancestors were idol worshippers. Look, what do you have to... It's not so nice, right? What do you have to bring up the Sashayichas that Avram Avinu's father wasn't so, you know, was on the right of Abazar? But what do you need to bring up Sashayichas? It's not a nice thing. <laughs> but you see that, there's a, that the way of teaching is always to, con, to contrast, right? The wrong Mahalach with the right Mahalach. And that excitement that comes after going through three or four or five wrong possibilities and then saying, ah, oh, now let me explain to you what it is, the Emmas. And the person then sees, wow, that's, that's, now, now I understand. When, when there's that contrast between the light and the dark and the good and the bad and the right and the wrong, then it's Kivaldi. Right? Then it's very, very, very clear. The whole Gemara is built in such a way. That's how, that's how Jews learn. That's how we learn Torah. It's always, otherwise, person, well, you have to give me, you know, sometimes you can go through a Gemara, you can go through 12 pages and it's all, and, and at the end it's all rejected and then, then we, say, we finally get like three words and, oh, that's the, that's the right way. That's the right way. And anybody who's new to Gemara, anybody who's new to Gemara, they can't believe it. Like, why can't we just get to the point? What are we going through? All these pages, and they're very hard, those pages. And going through all of these different things, the only thing... But you don't really understand the halacha if you don't, if you don't learn it that way. You don't really understand the halacha. You can recite halacha, but to understand the, the kishka of the halacha, the inside of the halacha, it's only, when, it's only when you do it in such a way. So he says the same thing here. That a person should a person should also verbalize the, the wrong way of thinking, the wrong way of thinking. You verbalize that, and I thought like this, and it looks to me like this. So a person can verbalize the, the wrong way that he that he has slipped into of thinking, and that's the, that's the opposite of the simple amun that we should have. That we should have. It seems to me, it seems to me that uh, that. The reason I'm so annoyed and so upset about what's going on, and maybe the, this is not good, and maybe the, it's all because I have this—I have been living with this mistaken thought that it was my decision, and I decided to marry this person. And how come I didn't marry, you know, that other guy? And that other girl married that guy, and there's so much slich, and she has this, and she, and everything is good. And I decided to marry this guy. And then when, and we have this difficulty, and because I married him, I have this kid. If I would have married him, I would have had that kid. Now I have this kid, and because I married this person, I had this, I have these service and those service, and and he lost his job and had to move to this place, and I can't pay for this. These are all terrible, terrible, destructive thoughts that a person has, and a person therefore has to be honest and to even to say to Hashem that these are things that I've been thinking about. And, the, and, and it seemed to me that I was the one that made these decisions in my life. And, and, and it seems to me, and I always felt, and I still have a feeling, and I'm trying to deal with this, I'm trying to overcome this feeling, that I was the one that decided that I'm living in this place. I was the one that a person is thinking, you know, that, that when we had the bid, it was a terrible flooding, you remember? Like, remember, it was a... Uh, Christ. So was, I don't know, was it ready? Uh, what was it? Was it after Sukkot? Right, the day of the Yom Oh, it was after It was, it was, it was, it was after Yom So there was a lot, a lot of tsars here. This, this area was one of the worst in, in, in the whole, in the whole city. Was this area, and and so they, it was such an interesting thing how you had on one block. This was like he got, he got. This one had a flood. The, the other guy didn't get a flood, and this one had. And this one. It was such an interesting thing, and and and. 
And there was so much agnus nefesh, there was so much agnus nefesh, you know, that people had. It was really very, very sad. There was a lot of agnus nefesh. And a person thinks, Gevald, you know, how did I end up here? This guy next to me, the house is totally dry. Or a block away. So someone said, oh, that block? You know, oh, you have mazel, because that block is higher than my block. <laughs> well, my block, it's terrible. Your block, wow, that's a mazel. And, and all of these things, every single second of pumping water out from the basement was Ashgafa practice for you with your name on it, on the pump, on the basement, on the water. Every single drop said your name. It said this name on every drop of water. And you're thinking, why this much water next door? He didn't have that much. He says, no, on this drop of water, it says your name. There's no such thing. There's no other thing. Zehu. But I thought we'd make a mistake, and I was thinking that maybe it was up to me where to live. And if it's talk up to me, then you, you, you know you, you, you get very aggravated. I made such a decision. How could I have bought my house on a? How could I bought my house on a lower block? I should have bought it on a higher block. And, and we had this guy. When that was all happening, we had Baruch Hashem. We didn't have we didn't have Chazdei Hashem any, anything like that. And, but we had, I mean, we had a little problem with 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 the with the bathtub. There was some problem, just a regular plumbing. I thought it was clogged. They kind of heard a lot of girls in the house, and they, and they they're always shedding, you know. So, so I can't get to everything. I try to get a lot of the stuff, but I can't reach, you know, in there, all the way in there. So, so we had this guy came, and he was, a, you know, he was a, he was a very friendly fellow, a guy, but very, very friendly, nice guy. And he was telling me, wow, you know. How busy he is, and he, he he was you know saying you know basically I just you know I basically doing him a big favor because I is I'm busy putting in every single he says every single Jew he says to me is in this neighborhood he didn't say it like in a bad way he was a nice guy he put every single Jew he said every single one of you he said is ordering like having me put in sump pumps and he says I can't get them like I'm running all over the city looking for sump pumps. And he said, oh, he says, only, the, only our people are doing that. Even though there were other people that were afflicted with this flood, but every yid is buying a sampan. So, and he said, he said he's day and night, you know, he's running around looking for some pumps. He doesn't have enough to go around. And he was happy just as a regular thing in the, in the, in the top that he's, you know. So, he said to me an interesting thing. He said, he said, honestly, he said, I'm, I'm, a, I'm an honest guy and I feel bad. And I'm telling people, you know, there's no, there's no point to putting in a sump pump because this kind of a, a rain wasn't since 1916, such a thing. <laughs> and, and, you know, he, he didn't say the words that we would say is that, you know, you should have a, a little bit that there's going to be a Mashiach, you know, and you don't have to worry, like, and he was saying that, he was telling me people have to have a little bit talking, they have to trust in God, and he was telling me, he was giving me a dress like this, this guy, about what are people spending fortunes on, and they're calling me 20 times a day, and I've got the sump pumps and the sump, because, why, because, so I said to him, look, a person's, a person's standing, and he sees the whole basement, you know, he sees all of his furniture floating out of the house, and, and, and there's such a marble, and, and the walls are ruined. So he just, even though, even though you tell them that there, that that there wasn't such a thing for, for so many years, and the stomach's not going to be, it's not going to be for for another 85, 90 years. But he wants to have like a little bit of revenge, you know. He needs to feel like he's making a tikkun, like he's doing something to fight against the floodwaters. So he orders us. He orders like a seven. And the guy says, "I'm telling the people, you really don't have to spend so much money. You know, let's, you need to get a cleanup job and to fix things up. But this is not going. It doesn't rain like this. 
Yeah, we never had such a thing like this. Yeah, in person sometimes gets a little bit moisture, but you don't have to make such a thing. Not only that, anybody who had this flooding knows that the plumbers told you that a sump pump wouldn't have helped anyway. And he's telling the people also that because the sewer's wall backing up, that means the water was higher than the sump. It's not going to work. But I have to make my hishtadlis. But this is, this is such an interesting thing how we... We, even though we're Jews and we talk and believe in the, in, in the Divine Shalom, but to live every minute and to be able to have that relationship and to feel it in your heart. So he says, Therefore you should say, Even though in my heart, In my heart, Hashem, I have to be honest with you, I feel that this house is my choice. And I feel that this husband was my choice, this wife was my choice. And I feel that because of that, this kid was my choice. And I feel that this is my choice and that's my choice. And the truth is that in my heart I feel that. But I know in my brain that that's not true. In my brain I know that's not true. That this wasn't just I made this choice. I could have wanted a million things, but it wouldn't have worked out. But obviously that Hashem is you. The truth is, That you were the one that was Kaveya, that this should be. That this should be my Zivik. Again, my match. Husband, wife. Again, of course, there are situations, and I, and I always repeat this, we shouldn't have but there are situations that are unbearable. That has to do with the marriage, has to do with where a person lives, the neighborhood. The person can say, let's say that neighborhood is having a terrible effect upon the kids. So should a person say uh, that, that Hashem, you want me to live here? That I, and I have to stay in this place? No, the person has to daven. He talks about this more later on, with how all this fits together with davening. The person said, David, why should help me to understand and show me and make it clear to me and I should see. And there are certain simonim, and then you could talk to Tzadik about it. Simonim, same thing when it comes to a marriage, God forbid, if there's, if there's something which is terribly abusive and, and, and chalila. And not what they call nowadays abuse, you know, like the, in the uh, you know, in political correct world, that abuse means that, you know, that someone said, you know, uh, I'm upset. So that's already called abuse, and they're calling the police and the uh, order of protection, court order of protection, because he's upset. Or she, you know, uh, many crazy things that go on, crazy, crazy inyana. But that is if a person has got to be being abused, either a husband or wife, and it's terrible, and they tried, and they and they spoke to people, and they went for help, and and this came okay, there. There's a shia, there's a cruel, and Hashem said that that there was a time that, that there was a kriyas that to be together until a certain time, and then Hashem saying that now the time is not to be together. How does a person know that? So we'll talk more about davening and going to a tzaddik, how that fits in here. But those are not the usual situations. There are, unfortunately, situations like that. But generally, a person has to live with this way of thinking. Hashem is you the one that made this. A person should be marach in this, should at length. And a person should think about details and to speak about it. He's buying Lamashlis, for instance. And again, this is so foreign to the way that we think. And we spoke about this a few weeks ago. It's so foreign to an American way of thinking. The chair that we're sitting on right now, the person that owns that chair, that's his chair in the house, or his table. The person reviews in his head all the details that led up to buying that chair and that table. Where did the person go for that chair and that table? 
So he went to get a sample, he looked in the book, and he got a color, and he chose a color. I always tell my wife that it's chaval to really buy anything, because you could get enough samples. <laughs> no? Because sometimes I walk into the house, like two weeks ago I walked into the house, and there was, a, there was a chair that I never saw before. And I only noticed when I was sitting on it for a while, it felt different, and I, and I looked and I said... I said to one of my kids, I, don't, I never saw this before, this chair. So uh, I said, Mommy bought a chair. She says, No, no, Daddy, it's just a sample. <laughs> so said, it's not a bad idea. If you can go like that long enough for samples, it's not, you, can, you can maybe make it through life, no? I don't, you can't leave it in the Yerusha for the children, but you could get by like trading and taking samples. There's a lot of that stuff. So, Shoshukhan Vikisos, Vimkeng. The pastor, the person goes through the whole process and, 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 and thinks, you know, I took this sample and I got this color and I looked it up and I did my, until I found this place and so on. Then came the pastor. The chitzanis near shanikavati. He is a shulchan the kisal second. It seems I'll be pastor. Simply, it seems that I I worked on this Indian, and the nature of a person is that when I worked for something, it was my it was my it's my thing. That's the nature of a person. I worked for it. It's mine. And there is something very healthy about that way of looking at life. And Chazal have encouraged the person to feel proud. And to feel connected to, to, to his work, it's good. The problem is that that carries over into our emuna, and it can be very, very, very dangerous with our emuna. Ulam, he says, Yam the person should continue thinking. And then the person should actually articulate these thoughts of what? It's simply not the truth. Why I should go to this place, why I should look at that catalog, why I should have seen this someplace else and say, hey, I like those tables and chairs. And why all of that, even though a person could think, and it's not a correct thought, well, it's the first one care about this chair, that chair, that's, he has nothing important to do than worry about a chair. I mean, and, and he cares whether it's, uh, you know, light blue or it's pink, or what's the nafkinat Hashem. Every single thing is mamish, bekriyas, mamish. Every single thing from the Rabbi Shlomo. Vizayis Borali. And a person should say this. It's clear to me. As I know this. I just don't feel it yet, but I want to feel it. That even though I chose the color and I chose this this type of uh, this model of a chair or a table, you know, when you walk into a place, when you walk into a into a, a, a factory or a, a, a warehouse or a, a big store. So there, there are many, many, many chairs over there. There are many tables and many chairs. And you have some people that they think they have to go like to 20 different places to find a table or a chair. And they'll go like that for a long, long time, looking, uh, wasting much of life, going looking at many places until they find the chair, or the table, until, until they, they find it. Is this a person, but why is it that a person walked into this place? And the, and the, it's not like in Yishalayim. When we were first married, we lived in Yishalayim. So we had a dira and we had to get a refrigerator. So we went, we went to Meir Sharm in the back, you know, somewhere. And, and someone told us to go to this guy, this Yid. And by this Yid, you can get a refrigerator. For, for, you can get a refrigerator for $50. Bam, it's $50. Refrigerator. It's the best refrigerator we ever had. <laughs> it was free. Everything was freezing. <laughs> so, so I went. So they told him, go to this Yid. How to get to this Yid? You know, it was a whole thing. How to get to the decision. By this yeshiva, you make a right turn. By the next yeshiva, you make a left turn. You go up four steps, go down five steps. So we come to this guy. I, I'm thinking, where's the refrigerator over here? We come to this guy. So, so he said, my name is so, so, so. I'm sent here. This guy said, you know this guy? He said, yeah. He sent us here to get a refrigerator. No. 
So I said, okay. I was thinking, like, where's the, where's the showroom? I grew up with my mother, you know, going to the showrooms. So I was thinking, where's there going to be a showroom over here? So he says, no. So I said, no. You know, how did you just talk? See, he takes me to this, he takes me to this tiny little like, closet, and he says, this is it. So, you know, I, I'm not used to that. Like, I go to my mother, so we go for a few days, and my mother would say, show me this and talk about that. He said, this is it. So I said, Okay, is there anything else? He said, no. This is it. This is what it costs? You want it? So yes, does it work? He said, it works. So I said, it was like the 1930. I said, okay. And I'm telling you the truth. We lived where we lived by Givad Mordechai over there at that time. So so I, I asked him, what, how, is it, how am I going to get this efficiency? He says, he's going to deliver the efficiency. And he told me when he was living. Okay, it wasn't exactly that time, that that day. But but, but he says he was living with the refrigerator, and and we needed a refrigerator. You know, you need to have a refrigerator. So it was like two days late. And then my wife is sitting by the mid-passes over, and she says, she says, Maisha, I can't believe this. I said, what is? She says, come over. I go to the mid-passes, and there's a. There's an old Arab pulling a donkey with the refrigerator. That's how we got our first delivery of the refrigerator. This guy's carrying the, the donkey's carrying. He's pulling the the uh, one behemoth, pulling the other behemoth, and bringing and bringing the refrigerator. And and it was a bus refrigerator. I always say to him because we get you got this. This when we moved in, we got this refrigerator, and then this one breaks, and this one's no good. And I always say, thanks. You remember the refrigerator in Shalim? For fifty dollars, that refrigerator. It was Gavaldik. I bet you it's still working by some Jew somewhere, you know, in Yushalayim, but we left it by some a friend of ours. We gave it to them. And and there's there's a hashgachah and a person thinks that this can't because I chose this, so it's a lot easier when you come to a guy and he tells you this is your refrigerator. <laughs> but we make ourselves crazy, and especially women. God bless them, spend a lot, a lot of time. Many women spend a lot of time when it comes to different inyanim like shoes and things like that, going to many places and and and, and pocketbooks and shoes and things, going to many places, all kinds of spreikus and and hegeshes and all kinds of kashbainus about this place. And someone says you didn't go to this place. There's a place you don't know. Uh, you know, and it, there's a place. That, oh, I wasn't in that place. And no, there, that's the place. And then so, then the lady goes like to somewhere. In a funny neighborhood in New York, you know, it's scary, and there's like a, a warehouse in the back someplace, and and then the second you get there, you walk in, you see the like 40 other Yidden over there. Like, no, no guy, only Jews are there, and you walk in and kumanai, kumanai. This is the place. This is zois menuchasi Like this is the mokem amikdash, and you walk into that. So we have we get so much sugar, and, and and because we get so much and and because we have so many choices, that's why it's so much harder for us. Our grandparents didn't. It was easier for them to to hear the Dvar Hashem to hear Hashem speaking to them because life was simpler. But because we feel that we're such balabatim and we're always choosing the million choices, it makes us much sugar. If we didn't have so many choices, we'd be a lot happier. We didn't have and and. and and if you people live in a place where there's only one place, and they go to that place, and they get what they need, so nobody has any nobody has any kindness. There's no daigus. And even if you live in Israel and you live in a certain place, and you have a, a pasuk that you have a simple apartment, and nobody has to get anything different from anybody else, everything's pasuk. And a person feels that this is the Ratzon Hashem that I live such a way. But when you're living, especially in our times, and in this in a place like our area, where a person feels they have such a that, that, that the Bershom gave us this panosa, and with this panosa I have so many choices because I could choose this type of material and that type of fabric and all of these things. So 
over time a person begins to feel that I'm a Balbachira, that means it's me, I'm Kaveya. I, I did the research, I went online, there's another thing, you have to even go to the store. Now it's even worse because because there's infinite things on the, on the computer that a person could, could spend spend days and days and days looking, I think, even shoes you can get on a computer. <laughs> I don't know how a person who buy shoes without going to have someone trying them on, but I know that happens. So, a person, there must be a thousand shoe stores on the, on a thousand, I'm probably silly, I'm, there probably be a hundred thousand shoe stores on a computer. And I don't even know how a person decides when they press shoes, and it, and it shows them shoes, and they decide, like, what has a Messias Chaim. And even then, it's interesting that a person goes on the computer, and they, and they, and they want to find shoes, they press this thing, and it comes out shoes. And then they look at the different names, there's this shoes, that shoes, they say, okay, and they press this one, and they start to look, because there's no end. There's no end. So why is it that, that, that even that website and that button and that place and that everything is such an amazing thing. All the Hashgacha practice everything. <clears throat> so he says this is and a person has to speak about it. And he says, There are many chairs in, in this factory, in this place, in this store. Why did this table and chair come my way? Why did it why did I happen to see this this why, why did that happen in such a way? And again, a lot of other people will look at that and say, how can you pick such a thing? How do you have such a chair? What kind of table is that? What kind of chair is that? You think there's the most beautiful thing and you, you feel bad to have to put a tablecloth because you want everybody to see your table. And, and, and you take off your tablecloth, you have the people come and go, <laughs> they never saw such an ugly table. But for you, that's like, the, has a Messias Chaim? Has a Messias Chaim? Why is that? Why is that? That has a Chaim by a person, that table, that chair. It's only because of you. To feel grateful, to feel thankful, and to, and to recognize and to, and, to, and to drive into one's heart this hargosh, this feeling that it's all about God's purpose. You will convey this exactly. So it's a funny thing. There's the person that the person that spent six months looking through catalogs and ends up with something is no different than the person who doesn't have any money walked into the cheapest store and they said, "Here, this is what this, this is. Okay, how much is it? I could afford. I'll take it." There's no difference. Not the shum eifin. There's no difference between someone who was for six months handling with stores and with catalogs than the person who who never doesn't have money. Walks in and says, "Give me the, give me a chair that, that's not broken." It's the same thing. It's the same thing, except this is a lot cheaper. That's all. And it doesn't matter. Now look as nice. All those other the differences in how it looks, but in terms of hashgacha pratis, there's no difference at all. The chlal, no difference. Kach is burning ha'adam al ha'orange shaliyadam. A person looks at the closet. You know, when it's it's not in the wall. It's outside of the wall. So you look at the orange. You look at the closet. You look at your shirt, your shoes. You talk about this, Hashem. You think about it and you say it. It sounds very odd to us at the beginning. But if you begin to live this way, it, it, life becomes t- totally different. That only Now that has to do with these objects of your life. Certainly has to do with the things that happen to you in life. A million times more. That a person is all upset that he missed that bus or he missed that train. Or his, this interview didn't work out, he couldn't get it. All of these things or this job. 
all of the mikrim, all of the things that happen in life, that's a million times more that a person has to constantly, constantly say, You're the one that was kavaya this. How come I got delayed? How come I had to? How come there was that 30 seconds extra of traffic? And that's why I got to this place 30 seconds later. Every single thing. That's how Sadiqim lives. That's how Sadiqim think. Every single detail. He, he, he looks and thinks. And every single, every single moment of life, every single experience in life, is in every single person that you meet. It's all, it's all the same thing. It's, it's the aside of our Muna that this is a kviyas from right now in my life. As Yisaida Samuna, he he drives in, deeply into his heart the, this, these fundamentals of of Amuna of, of faith. As Samuna Hapshuta, the simple Amuna, Sharaka Kajbohu Kaveya Kol Prat Uprat. And this is what I was talking about on Shabbos morning. I mentioned by the, I mentioned yesterday by Rabbi Nachman that 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 the thing of digging the wells that the Chiddushim said that the whole world is filled. Everything is God. Every person, every place, every time is only God. And the Indian of digging the wells is what we're talking about. It just means removing the coverings and saying, oh, it's you. That's all it is. But it's all God. It's just taking away well, taking away the covering that misleads us and distracts us from realizing and from focusing on the fact that it's God. So the digging of the wells and calling them by those names, it was all that avoid of being able to see the truth, that it's only a Kaddish Baruch every time, every person, every place, it's only Hakadosh Baruch Hu. Sharak Hakadosh Baruch Hu kaveh kol pratu pratchila ayidei his bainus b'maychay. First, you think about these things. Laachemi came b'fiv, and you should say them. Kamavulel, as we explained, hein b'lashon nister. It might be hard for you in the beginning to speak directly to Hashem, so you say it indirectly. Hashem Hakadosh Baruch Hu hein b'lashon neicher. But then it's better to say Ati Yisbaruch. You may your name be blessed. Let me share kosher v'oy l'kach if you if you feel that you could do that. And that sight of saying, of speaking things, not just thinking about them, is on page Ayin Zayin. That is what that, that is the way that Sadiqim explained. That is the way that Sadiqim explained the pasuk that we that we're familiar with from that we're familiar with from from Ludovnashim Oyevishi. I mean, from uh, from Halal. Hemanti ki Hemanti, I believe because I speak. Hemantik yadabra ani anisi mayd ani mati bechazik aladim kaiser in halal. So Dovid Melach said Hemantik yadabra. I believe because I speak. So the Sram talk about this. What does that mean? I believe because I speak. Hemantik yadabra. The Kosu the Sram Hakadoshim the Sram tell us Shemasai Hemanti. When do I believe in something? Kiadabra. If I speak about it. If I speak about it more and more, then I will believe it. When does the Amunah become deeply rooted in a person's heart? If you live constantly with words. Because that's the essence of a human being, are the words. There's not to to convince yourself of something. That's when something is not true and you have to convince yourself. So there's a whole malach that's called brainwashing. So whenever people tell me, oh, you, this person is brainwashed into keeping Shabbat, this person is brainwashed into believing in, in terminus, all those lashanis that they use, brainwashing, that's for shekin. When you brainwash a person to say that the day is night and the night is day. 
you brainwash a person to say the good is eat, the good is bad and bad is good. That's called brainwashing. But when somebody when somebody is living with something that's good and he doesn't see the good, and you help him see the good, that's not called brainwashing. That's called taking away the covering. That's called digging and excavating the wells. So so every Jew. Every Jew in the Etzim, who he is, is a mammon. I think that my wife is doing this in Yonim, if I'm not mistaken, because I know we're talking about these in Yonim. So she's doing this on Tuesday morning, I think. The Indian from the Tfimtani, right? Because I know she was, we're talking about all that. The Indian of Amunah. So that, that is the Atzmius of a person, of a Jew, is the Amunah. So by Hermantik, it doesn't mean convincing myself, it means revealing myself, revealing who I am. It doesn't mean to convince myself. That that everybody in Moscow, it's great. Life is great in Moscow. We're all happy, you know. Mm-hmm. No, Moscow is not a good place. I mean, it's not. We're not all happy in Moscow. But when a person talks into self, when it comes, when he talks about the, when he says the burim of of Amuna, that's not to create something, a different reality. It's to reveal the pnimius of who he is, and that's why. The har the, the hargosh that a person has of that simchas the joy that comes with living this way is is immeasurable because a person's back home, he's coming back home, he's back to himself. When a person lives in this mahal of kiadabe, kloima shalishayna morgelas tamid ladabe deveyamuna, that a person's mouth should always be in the habit constantly of speaking words of amuna. O kichal shirogel yoser. And the more you get accustomed to this, not just thinking thoughts of faith, but speaking the words of faith, to that degree will the amuna become will be will it be felt deeper and deeper in the depths of your heart. That's why that's why when you see that you've been saying for many years, Baruch Hashem and Yitz Hashem, that's all nice, but you have to start, new, you have to use new, new words, new words. Not just the Yitz Hashem and Baruch Hashem. New words. New ways of speaking about Hashem. New ways of thanking Him. Different ways. There are, there are a million ways. Not just because Baruch Hashem, Baruch Hashem, it already became like, you know, part of the vocabulary. You have to, person has to say and hear the words that he's saying. Well, the Hebrew, Matsinu, Matsinu, the, my, my, my father's cousin, Allah Shalom, in Yerushalayim, the, the Lashonis that came out from her mouth in, in Yiddish and in Hungarian, the, and, and, in, and, in, and in Hebrew, the Lashonis that she would say, she would say such things, I mean, it made such a rosham on me as a child when I lived, when I was in Eretzisol and I went to Yeshiva. My father used to tell me, I used to go to her a lot, my Chani's named after her. And, and, and she would say, she was so poor and had so little to eat. And there would be a little piece of chicken, and the chicken, she, it was good, I don't know. So my, my first mother would say, she would say to me, Moshele, Do you see how the British loves us, that he gave us such a tasty piece of chicken? I never saw such a thing in my life, that to live that way. Do you see how the Ebrishta loves us? In Yiddish, in Hungarian, in Hebrew, do you see how the Ebrishta loves us? To talk, she, this is how she always spoke. It's a different life. It's a different way to live. And this is what we see in the Shemak Kodesh. So it says in the Pasuk, The Pasuk says, Their faith has been cut off. It's, it's, it's lost from their mouths. So what does it mean? Their faith is cut off. They're cut off from their faith. It's disappeared from their mouths. 
Why are we cut off from our faith? Why are we missing so much faith? Not because we don't have it deep inside, because we're not speaking about our faith. And it's not going to work just to say the words in the Siddha. It has to be spontaneous and minute by minute. To, to grow up in a house where children hear parents talking that way. But children have a different amuna. When the parents talk that way, and the, and the dibum of amuna on the parents' mouths, the children are different, different children, totally different. And, they, and our ancestors were not, were not, they didn't learn as much as we did, they didn't study, they didn't go to yeshivas, most of them. There were very few people that didn't, the girls didn't, for sure didn't go. But the dibum of amuna and the strength of amuna, the way that they spoke and the way that they heard their parents speaking about Hashem and everything, that's what the, the Pasuk is saying. Why is the Emunah? Why are we cut off from our faith? Because because it's missing from our mouths. Therefore we have to be, constantly we have to get into the habit of speaking words of Emunah. Besides thinking thoughts of faith. Therefore, you, you don't feel the Amunah anymore. If you don't speak, if you don't talk with the, with the vocabulary of Amunah, if you don't speak words of Amunah, so then it's, then it, then it becomes, God forbid, Nechus Amunah B'milavav, and then you stop feeling it. It becomes something which is not alive inside of you. It just dies. You don't feel it anymore. Sha'imek behirus or Amunah Nelam V'neskasa The light of Amunah, which is in every Jew, it's in every single Jew, but it becomes covered and covered, and you don't feel it. The amuna The amuna is not a lebedik amuna. It's not a living faith inside of your heart. It's just something that's that's it's there, but it's not something that's alive. When a person speaks about it, then it's lebedik. Then it's alive. When a person speaks about it, and and it's not enough. Also, so then people like to listen to Jewish music. So I'm not even talking about the problem of 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 most of the music nowadays is not Jewish and it's not music not Jewish is not music uh, I'm not talking about the, the noises that they call you know the latest so and so type you know uh, I'm, not, I'm not talking about that I'm talking about even when it's Be'emes Be'emes Nagunim Kedusha, holy songs even when, holy, when it's holy songs it's not enough to listen to somebody else sing you have to sing yourself it's not enough to just like walk around with the, with the headphones or to leave it on in the kitchen and to close your eyes and to hear, you know, you know, Shleima, Yosef Kaduna, Bodom Acham Lechaim, or to hear, you know, Chaim David, one of the guys, or whatever you like, Dreykus. It's not enough. We have ourselves to sing. And a person should live with Nigunim, that that should be a Nigun that you live with for that week, that month, that that those two months that it's a Nigun and the children hear that that's your Nigun. I mean, you don't make them crazy. But, but that it's a Nigun that, that's, it's a nigun that's in your mouth. It's a Nigun that's in your mouth and you live with a Nigun. And those Pesukim. And, and when you learn the Parashi, you should take from the Parashi, take from the Haftarah. Take that week, two or three words from the Parashi, two or three weeks from the Haftarah, and you live with those words. And you say those words over and over and over again. And you speak about those words, and you, you learn something from a sefer that, you, that that strikes you. You take that sentence, you take two or three words, you translate things over here, and you think about it, and you say those words over and over. That's how Jews always live. It's a different life. Right, Bezer Hashem will continue next time on the bottom of Einstein.